So um, exploring idioms can be a lot of fun. And one dictionary defines an idiom as a group of words having a meaning not deducible from those of individual words. I'm sure that many of us have our favorites, or at least ones we have heard now and then, some very well-known idioms, like it's raining cats and dogs, suggesting it's raining very heavily, or then there is the idiom to get someone's goat, meaning to tick someone off, or to take something with a grain of salt, conveying something should be taken with skepticism. Even in the Bible, Job used an idiom when he was in a tough situation. He said, I've escaped by the skin of my teeth. Idioms also seem to be used by people in a, in a variety of cultures as well. And just for fun, I looked up for a few. In Sweden, apparently, there's an idiom that says in English, slide in on a prawn sandwich, which means a person has had an easy life, much like being raised with a silver spoon. In Iceland, you may hear a raisin at the end of a hot dog, conveying that a big surprise is ahead. And I'm not sure where this one comes from, but this idiom says to have Van Gogh's ear for music. Glad that's not Paul. Well, frankly, an idiom I've been thinking a lot about lately is to pull one's hair out. And as we know, this can mean not knowing what to do or to be very upset about something that seems to go on and on and on and on. And as I think about this idiom, I have to say that it hits home for me as there are a lot of things making me want to pull my hair out today, right now, and over the last six months or so. I'm not in a bad mood today, and I do live with much gratitude for all that is good and right and true. There are a ton of blessings, but that said, I'm frequently disturbed by much of what is occurring in many domains of our culture. While I am filled with imperfections and make many mistakes all the time, I have to say that a lot of what is happening out there feels like the antithesis of how I, along with so many of you, strive to live each day. Much is going on and seemingly applauded, in my view, that counters what I understand it to mean to be a follower of Jesus. While I know there are countless great people all around, it does not seem like a ton of the kind of love Jesus speaks about is happening when it comes to how a lot of folks are choosing to act, choosing to speak, or what they apparently promote. Yes, there is a lot that makes me want to pull my hair out, even though I certainly am a sinner too. As I think about our culture, as I think about our country, as I think about the world, as I ponder my own faith journey and our fellow Christian sisters and brothers across all the various perspectives, as I take a close look at my own life, it strikes me that there is a word that is quite timely right now. And that word is holiness. Holiness. And as I think about it, it strikes me that perhaps what our culture needs most right now is a dose of holiness from we who have decided to follow Jesus. It might just be that God is calling each of us in our journey in faith to think more about holiness and to pursue it with more intent and vigor. Said another way, at this point in time, in this small village or 
wherever you are today watching across this country, maybe this is a time to individually and collectively renew a commitment to holiness. Now, I want to say I raise the issue of holiness with a bit of fear and trembling because history is littered with the perils and destruction caused by people of faith when they have gotten into issues of holiness without great caution and prayer. Believe me, there is nothing worse than when a religious holiness is claimed by a person through arrogant judgmentalness and exclusion. Holiness, historically, can also be tragically weaponized to demonize, destroy, and kill people, in which case, I guess we're not talking about holiness to begin with. But that said, holiness is something to which we are called to strive for throughout our lives, even though we never arrive at the point of being holy. Only God is holy. Only God has it all down. Only God is perfect. Thank God. And to help us get into holiness, let's take a look for a few moments at our reading today from the first letter of Peter. This letter is known as a general letter in the New Testament because there was not a specific audience to which it was written. When Paul wrote letters, he often wrote to a specific group of people, the Corinthians, the Thessalonians, the Galatians. However, here Peter writes this letter to Christians in general. And Peter opens his letter with some key points, each of which is worth pondering. And here are just a few excerpts from the beginning of Peter's letter from the message version of the Bible. Listen very carefully to the power and the transforming nature of these words. Peter writes, God has his eyes on each of us. What a God we have. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we have been given a brand new hope, a brand new life, everything to live for. God is keeping a careful watch over us in the future. The day is coming when we will have it all, life healed and whole. And then Peter, after these astonishing words, goes on to express that we are all chosen by God and selected by God for this life. That God gives each of us the opportunity for a new life, a new beginning, each and every day. That we're God's no matter what. And while life involves suffering, sometimes much suffering, we can rejoice because we can trust God no matter what. After Peter gets into all of this, here's what he writes in essence. Peter says, therefore, in other words, because of all that I've just said in my letter, because you've been selected by God for this life, because you have a new beginning every day, because eternal life is ahead, because we can trust God, because of all of this and so much more, be holy. You must be holy in everything you do, Peter writes. Well, holiness, in fact, is a very big topic in Scripture. Hundreds of times, hundreds and hundreds of times, it's referred to in the Old and New Testaments. And obviously, holiness is something that is on God's mind and on the minds of people of faith that have gone before us in a big way. And while holiness has to do with attitudes, actions, and devotion, To God, the bottom line is that to be holy means to be set apart for God. To be holy means to be different because of God. It means to make the daily choice to set ourselves apart for Christ. Another word for all of this is sanctification. To be sanctified means to be set apart for God. And God made us 
to be sanctified. Now, I have a rather long quote I want to share now. It's from uh, Christianity Today. It was written some time ago, but it really sums up in a very great way what holiness is about before I get into my own thoughts. And here's what it says. The biblical idea of holiness, which includes private morality, is about so much more. To be sure, the biblical term translated holiness carries a strong secondary connotation of morality. But morality is not first and foremost what scripture is talking about in reference to holiness. Instead, the most basic meaning of holiness is to be set apart for God or dedicated to God or to belong to God. Before we are called to be good, we are called to be holy. And it goes on. Unless we rightly understand and affirm our relationship with God, we fall into the inevitable trap of reducing holiness to mere morality. As long as our notions of holiness are limited to doing certain things and not doing others, we can go through our entire life trying to obey the rules without ever dealing with the far more fundamental questions. Whose are we? And to whom do we give our first love and loyalty? And it goes on. At the bottom of it all, is God's call to be holy. It is a radical, all-encompassing claim on our lives, our loves, and our identities. To be a follower of Christ and holy requires nothing less than death to our fallen egocentric selves in order that we might live in and for Jesus. To be holy means that all that we are and all that we have belongs to God not ourselves, and that every aspect of our lives is to be shaped and directed by God. That is a profound and immense call upon our lives. So let's take a look at what holiness means for us. But I first need to mention some caveats about what holiness is not about. Being set apart for God, being holy is not about a holier-than-thou attitude. It's not about looking down one's nose at others or sitting in judgment of other people. It certainly is not about casting stones. It's not about striving to be better or feeling better than others. And it is certainly not about striving for perfection. We can only be imperfectly holy. In fact, part of being holy is knowing we can never be perfectly holy, but God loves us anyway. And that leads to humility. Seeking holiness or striving to be set apart for God is not the opposite of grace. Remember, grace means that we are, we are God's and loved by God no matter what without bounds or limits. We cannot earn God's love by being holier. We cannot lose God's love by being less holy. God loves us regardless of how unholy in fact we are. Holiness has nothing to do with earning anything when it comes to God. And finally, being set apart for God does not make us immune from hardship and suffering. Part of human 
life is suffering. And in fact, sometimes suffering comes precisely as a result of choosing to be set apart for God. When we set ourselves apart for God, it may mean at times being countercultural or stepping outside of pressures coming our way that have nothing to do with God. And so with those caveats in mind, let's look for a few moments about what holiness is about. And perhaps the most important thing to keep in mind is that holiness is a matter of the heart. Holiness is not about where we are. It's about where our heart is. We can be holy or set apart for God, in fact, in some very unholy places that have nothing to do with God. Conversely, we can be unholy or not set apart for God in some very holy places that are supposed to be set apart for God. This may shock you, but believe me, holiness can happen in a nightclub, but be absent in a church, a monastery, or a seminary setting. Holiness is a matter of where our heart is. Jesus made this point over and over again. And aside from holiness being a matter of the heart, Jesus calls us to be in the world, in the culture, out there in the mix of it all, but not to be of the world, of the culture, and of what is happening out there. Have you ever traveled to a very different place or country that felt really foreign or unusual or strange? While you were there, you felt like you were in a very strange place and, in fact, may have felt out of place. You knew you were physically there, but you understood you were not from there. And being holy or set apart for God is really the same kind of thing. We're here, but we're God's. Aside from holiness being a matter of the heart and not being of the world, holiness means we're attentive to our actions attentive to our actions. It means that we take our own behavior seriously, knowing with humility that we all make mistakes, we all need to ask for forgiveness, we all need to turn back to God, we all blow it, yet we're willing to work on our behavior over and over and over again. This is not about being holier than thou or trying to earn anything with God or trying to be perfect, as I alluded to earlier. Rather, it means that holiness means we're set apart for God, and when we're set apart for God, our actions reflect being set apart. Study the Gospels and look at Jesus' life and what he did. His behavior reflected a profound, deep joy, peace, and love. His actions reflected that he was set apart. Do ours? Is how we show up in the world reflect that we are putting loving God and loving others and learning to love ourselves as God does ahead of absolutely everything else coming at us? And aside from holiness being a matter of the heart, not being of this world, and that holiness needs, needs to show up on our actions, holiness ultimately depends we intentionally stay connected with other people of faith. Holiness is not an isolated endeavor. I don't believe it can really be built up alone. To seek holiness means we need help from other people who are also striving to be set apart from God, for God. And like it or not, when we set ourselves apart for God, when our heart is with God, when our actions are taken with the intention of holiness, 
we can end up feeling pretty isolated and out of sorts with others and the wider culture as a whole. I love our country, but I feel so disconnected from so many people across all the spectrums. And so it's critical and of fundamental importance to be active in a community of faith, like the chapel, where we can encourage each other, pray together, talk about faith, talk about Jesus, make big mistakes and forgive each other, ask all the tough questions, not know all the answers, and where we can learn together to strive for and do the messy and tough work of learning to love each other, God and ourselves, like Peter asks us to in his letter. And lastly, it's essential to note that holiness is a journey, not a destination. It's a lifelong journey with ups and downs and faux pas and successes and failures. And we never arrive at a place called holiness. And the journey is different for each of us. And we each have our own unique struggles with it. It's not a cookie-cutter thing. It's hard. And seeking holiness is not something to put on a to-do list. Instead, it's a way of being and showing up in the world. And I want to close with what holiness and being set apart can mean for our lives. From where I sit, if we truly want to have a sense of meaning and purpose and value in life, if we are seeking to make a difference and leave a legacy behind in the lives of other people, if we want to experience true and lasting joy that cuts across circumstances, and events, if we desire to live a life that, that matters, if before our eyes close, before the final time, we want to think, boy, it's been a gladness, if we want to become more resilient in these very difficult trying times, I believe a key path to get there is to seek holiness, that that is where our attention needs to be first and foremost, to seek being set apart for God, to live for God first and foremost. Seeking holiness will dramatically change your life and mine and those around us. And finally, as I think about holiness, as I think about being set apart for God, however imperfectly I pursue it, it seems that seeking holiness is our way of showing gratitude to God for all God does for us, for all God has done for us, for all God does do for us and will do for us. It's our way of saying, thank you, God, even when we feel like pulling our hair out, even when someone's got our goat, or even if there's a raisin at the end of a hot dog. <laughs> and let us pray.